good people and we are in here for another episode of the jigsaw welcome back to the podcast where we will come together and figure out how to navigate this crazy thing called life you know what we do here we talk about all of the things what are all of the things the perils the praises the productivity and the pomp and circumstance of being a black millennial shoot a black anybody right here in america how are y'all I'm doing okay. This has been a, a week um, of adjustment and it just seems like everything is just overwhelming sometimes. Everything is a lot and I cannot wait till we get to the space, the opportunity and the time where things get back to some sense of normalcy where we all can just kind of hope again, right? And just live in complete joy again. So, you know, that's just where I am. <laughs> it's the honest space that I'm in, but I am definitely excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about um, some fitness and some health and all those kind of things that keep our bodies right and tight. Um, you know, I'm a big advocate for health. So absolutely excited to have this conversation with my frat brother who's going to join us in the virtual living room. And even when we get into the billboard, we're going to kind of keep it light. I know there's a bunch of craziness going on, but I don't really want to deal with all of that this week. So let's get ready and go directly into the blessed report, y'all. Yeah. This week in the Blessed Report, we shout out Miss Williams and Miss Edmonds of Monroe County High School right here in Georgia, the state of Georgia. They did a cover of Jack Harlow's song, What's Poppin'. It's one of the um, more popular songs that's on the radio right now. I, I rock with it. But anyway, they did they did a cover of that song to welcome back all of their students to class this coming week or next week, probably when they start. Right. And. They were not silly like the people in Paulding County High Schools who are actually going to go or went rather in person, but they're going to do virtual learning. And they just did a really creative way with rap and music and dance to kind of get those students hype. Um, even my two children, my six and my nine year old, are finding it hard to be really excited about going back to school because it's so different. Right. So I can only imagine that high schoolers are finding it hard because I, from what I remember from high school, it is a lot of social interaction, like some crazy social interaction sometimes, but definitely still social interaction. And to have that kind of taken away from you can really make the school year difficult to navigate. But shout out to these teachers who are doing their job, stepping up to the plate. Black people always doing what we do. And it is turning lemons into lemonade and using what seemingly can be something that's very bad or something that can be, you know, way down on our spirits and making it into a moment that is necessary. I don't want to say necessary, but making it to a moment, you know, that helps bring us joy and helps us rethink and have perspective on something. We are able to take things and own them and make joy and cultural statements with it. And I'm so excited about what these teachers are going to do for this school year. And I'm super hyped about how they are making the best of what they've been given. So shout out to those teachers. Bless up. We wish you an amazing, an amazing, amazing, amazing school year. All right. 
This week in the Billboard, we have one of our skin folk who we've kind of disowned over the years, definitely kicked her out of the cookout, Stacey Dash. She has been married, and her husband claims that he was hypnotized, that he was coerced in a way by a pastor through prayer and saying that this was the right time, that they should have gotten married, and he wants the marriage to be annulled. Now, in most states, I think they've been married a few years, and it is way past the annulment period, but... I was I would assume that based on what he's saying happened, they got him into the marriage. He doesn't want the marriage to ever ex- to have existed. Right. So don't think that that's going to happen. <laughs> but um, I can see how marrying Stacey Dash would not necessarily be something that I would do on purpose. So I'm not going to fault that man. But I, <laughs> I highly doubt that he's going to get his specific petition granted. Um, if you know anything, I think we talked about it um maybe a couple of weeks ago that Netflix was bringing back a few of the really popular black sitcoms and Moesha was one of them. Now, a lot of people, it, it was also one of the first. So it came out first and people have been watching it and been nostalgic about it. And the thing about it is that Moesha didn't age well. Um, and I kind of disagree with it not aging well. And the, here's the reason why, right? I do believe that they had some problematic things, you know, fat shaming and disrespect and all these other kind of things that happened within the show. But honestly, none of those like Moesha wasn't really a good friend when you watched it live. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? She was not a respectful child to her parents when you watched it live. Frank was not a really good model of a father holistically when you watched it live. So I don't know that it didn't age well. But more so that we now have language to put to some of the more things that made us scratch our heads. I will say it's interesting, though, watching it as a 30 year old makes me kind of sit in the seat (laughs) of the parents a little bit more. And um, while Brandy's character, Moesha, was not the ideal teen, I do. I, I, I really think she represents a lot of teenagers, old and new and especially ones that come from more privileged backgrounds, right? Her stepmom was a principal. Her dad owned his own car dealership. Um, They lived in like the Baldwin Hills community, the black Hollywood, right, of, of, of L.A. So I think she's a representation of, you know, what privilege can look like and how you mismanage it and how you kind of overthink and overcompensate based on, your experience in the world and not consider that of your friends, Kim, Hakeem, Nisi, you're right. And everybody else that she surrounded herself with even her choice. And a boyfriend, I think was trying to prove a point that she could still be down, but still wants to be kind of this rich, prissy privileged girl. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of different dynamics in the show. I think the show was brown, great groundbreaking for whatever it was at that time. But to say that it didn't age well, I think a lot of people are saying that it didn't age well. And I would agree to an extent. But I also think that a lot of other things that we deemed problematic as we look at it through our 2020 lens was problematic when we looked at it through our mid-90s, early 2000s lens as well. So that's that on that. I do think that we should continue to look at it and also realize that the times that we were in, right, I will forever be an advocate that says that history does not excuse one of accountability or does not excuse one of their actions. But I will say that what history does do is provide perspective. And a lot of things that we are in an uproar about or maybe 
we think is wrong now, we did not necessarily think that way then, right? So I think that we have to also give it grace from that perspective and just enjoy it for what it is, and that is art and that's television, right? So if you want to write your think pieces, write them. I really don't care, child. But <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of people talk about some of the different nuances in Moesha and, you know, thought it was necessary to bring up. Lastly, but certainly not least right here on the billboard is that you do know that we are in the dead heat of election season. And the Democratic National Convention was happening the last few days. And um, I'm I'm finishing up the podcast while also watching, making sure I do not miss former president, my favorite president, Barack Obama, my homegirl, Hillary Clinton, Elizabeth Warren, and the historic candidate of Kamala Harris tonight, giving their speeches. Said all that to say, in opening night, Michelle Obama, former first lady, gave a rousing speech. Um, and it was just absolutely amazing. It was so heartfelt. She talked about the need for empathy. She talked about how this current um, person who sits in the president's office does not have the capability to really be a president. Um, and she talked about how if things, if you didn't think things could get worse, do not mistake yourself because they definitely, definitely can. And she had this whole moment where she was like, you know, it just is what it is. So we saw her, even though she mentioned the whole, when they go low, we go high. We saw her kind of go medium, right? Because she had some real fresh attacks for this current administration that were extremely warranted in my opinion, but it was just an amazing speech. If you have time, go to her Instagram page. I'm not sure if it's on YouTube because I saw, I actually missed it. I fell asleep, but I watched it on her Instagram page. So go to her Instagram page. If you don't have Instagram, I am sure that it is on YouTube and it's about 18 minutes long and make sure that you watch it and you and I'm telling you, you will see exactly what I'm talking about. You'll be captivated by her speech, by her honesty, by her transparency. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I remember that during President Obama's campaign, she would sometimes be the closing um, person to give speeches during some of the rallies and things like that. And the closer did what she did, what she needed to do um, that night she closed and what a phenomenal way to end that particular night. I think she provided great momentum. I do not think that her speech was for us per se, right? Because I think a lot of us respond well to um, Michelle Obama specifically, but I think what her speech did was kind of galvanize and rally a lot of those white women and that mixed crowd that followed her on that book tour, that national book tour that she was on. And it provided voice and reasoning and um, a gathering of people who typically probably would not vote for a Joe Biden. Because if we're real honest about the election four years ago, that it was white women who kind of put Trump over the edge in the votes, um, regardless of all the things of his misogyny and all those type of things. So I think that's what her speech was meant to accomplish. And hopefully it did that. But anyway, that's it for the billboard. You know how we do. Grab your drink, grab your snack, grab your water, whatever it is that you're about to grab. Let's go take a seat in the virtual living room and let's have this conversation. What's going on, y'all? And welcome to the living room today. I'm super excited because I have a brother of mine, a frat brother of mine. He's in here. Uh, my boy Justin Jones is here in the living room, man. Introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are and what you do. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, brother. I am uh, CEO and founder of Top Elite Fitness, um, online fitness coaching platform. 
um, really, really here to change the way the world sees fitness, which is a big task, huge task. Um, but yeah, man, happy to be here. Happy to be here, brother. Yeah, man. And you know, he was a little modest, if I may be uh, say so myself, because <laughs> he has this whole thing that he does calls the truth. So it's not just fitness, it's this whole yeah. piece of inspiration. And just speaking of that, man, tell us like what inspires you the most? Uh, man, what inspires me the most? Great question. I would say, I would say the just the concept of legacy, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I think, you know, I've always, I've always been really fascinated by, you know, just the fact that people, you can live beyond your flesh. Right. The fact that Steve Jobs is long gone, but we still hold his phone in our hands forever. Yeah. Right. The fact the fact that Kobe Bryant, you know, one of the greatest, my one of my top role models, feels more present now than ever. Right. Because of the mm-hmm. legacy he left. Um, I've always been fascinated by that. So, I mean, that inspires me every day, man. Just, you know, what what will I mean to the world when I'm gone? And I push hard every day to, to make that legacy known. So how do you take that inspiration of legacy and use that to inspire other people? Uh, man, so I think so it, it goes back to the same concept, right? I think, you know, we're all put on this earth to serve, mm-hmm. right, in, in some capacity. And I, and I realized that at a very young age. Um, and, you know, I, especially me, always wanted to go into entrepreneurship. Um, I knew that no matter what I did, whether it was fitness, whether it was motivational speaking, like no matter what it was, I wanted to serve, yeah. right? And I wanted to be of service and I wanted that to be the leading thing in my business, no matter what I'm doing. Um, so I just started putting content out there, man. Like literally just like day after day, mm-hmm. started putting content, started started speaking about some of my values and um, people started just liking it. And that's when I kind of realized, okay, we got something here. Like people, people are taking, pe- people are taking what I'm saying and actually using it and actually applying it. I mean, I started getting, random dms like yo what you said last thursday or last week really hit me hard and it helped me with this and that's when i started to realize okay you know my voice means something and because of that i now have a responsibility right i, I now have a platform yeah so now i have to i have to use it wisely now that's what that's what's up so how did so how did that transfer to fitness what made you say look I'm going to do this, you know, this because we were just talking a little bit off, you know, offline about, you know, the business and the marketing degrees. So like what made you say, I'm, I want to do this fitness thing? Yeah, man. So I fell in love with fitness, I would say probably my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I love fitness so much is because it was kind of like the gateway for me to personal development and self-development and just, you know, bettering myself. Yeah. Um, growing up, I was not the most confident kid just in terms of, you know, I was, I was always very, you know, outspoken and I could talk to people, but in terms of the way I looked in my figure, I wasn't confident at all. Um, especially because I had older brothers who were like, they were, they had a great figure yeah. and I was like, yo, what am I doing? And I wasn't <laughs> a big, I wasn't, I wasn't a big sports person either. Like I played basketball here and there, but I wasn't like that normal athletic kid that you would see. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I mean, I was just a chubby kid and, and I, I wanted to know like how, like, how can I start to take control of my health or at least start to make this body look better? And then I went on this journey, man. And I mean, literally, are you talking about all through high school? And then, you know, even like, I would say halfway through college was like my transformation in terms of me actually turning into the person that I wanted to be and building the figure I wanted to build. Yeah. Um, and I remember along my journey, I started getting so many questions. So it went from... Um, yeah, like, what are you eating? Or like, what, like, what workouts are you doing to, yo, you're really good at this. Like, you're really good at guiding people to, to actually create the body they want as well. Yeah. Like, 
to probably start start looking into something like this. And and mind you, like I I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I found this out, when I found this out that I had a passion for this and people actually said that, yo, you should probably have people pay you for this. It was kind of like that that magic moment, like, yo, I think this is it. I think I think this is the this is the road that I need to go down. Um, because people 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 love my energy and they love what I say and they take what I say, but they also love the work I have to do and they also love that I'm taking it that I'm taking care of their health, right? So yeah. and then those kind of go hand in hand. So once I, I mean, once I latched on to that, which I would say is probably like my freshman, sophomore year of college, um, I, I just ran with it and I ran with it and I started, I started combining more of that fitness and, and motivation, inspiration thing together instead of just having it separate. See, and that's, that's super interesting because I was, I had the opposite experience in high school and a lot of people mm-hmm. kind of say it from like a weight loss perspective, but I've always been super slim. Like, right, and I, right. and I'm not into sports really that much at all. Most people actually do. I do. I hoop. I'm like, no, if it, if it ain't 2k, I ain't hooping. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like for me, the lack of confidence was I saw all of my friends and my peers playing football and basketball and they were buff and they were all these kind of things. I'm just, a, you know, the skinny, charming, funny mm-hmm. kid. Right. So, right. and ironically, I got into fitness because even though I was slim when I had my boys, I started gaining weight. I was like, Mm-hmm. What won't happen is I have a dad bod. That's not, right, <laughs> that's, right, right, right. that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for you, do you see like with the people that you work with that they have mm-hmm. some kind of similar story that they wanted to transform, like to build confidence yeah. or is this just for them? Like maybe health, like what is that mixture of client base for you? Yeah. So I would say my top client, like I would say like my main clients in terms of the people that I naturally attract are those people who are looking for a confidence boost. Those people who, mm-hmm. you know, like you like yeah, like you said, like had that same story where they just weren't feeling the best about themselves. Yeah. And, you know, they just need direction, right? They they need to know exactly where they need to go. And, you know, from somebody who's been there already, it becomes so much more easier for me to direct them because I, I know what that feels like. Um and understanding you know after years and years of doing this understanding how much more comes with this journey than just a dumbbell right right so much more that comes with it and i think you know specifically the fitness industry i mean literally like my my mission statement is changing the way the world sees fitness and there's a reason for that is because if you look at the fitness industry it's literally filled with i mean crap like it's still a crap right oh lose 20 pounds in two weeks all this these headlines that really don't really focus on what's really important yeah. right and, and what's really important is that long-term health that longevity that being able to be 65 and still being able to run around the park and like i think that's what it's about mm-hmm. but we live in we live in a world of instant gratification right and everybody wants quick results right and you know my my drive is trying to get people to understand the importance of being in it for the long run and not just not just being in it for your 30 day program, right. Yeah. Or your, or your two weeks. Right. So yeah, I would say most of my clients are definitely people who came to me like, yo, I need help. I'm not feeling too good about my body. And I really want to make this a lifestyle for me. Mm-hmm. And that, when they say that, I'm like, that that's perfect. Cause that's exactly what I want to make it for them. Right. So are you, um, are, would you say you push more for people to be more health conscious or more, um, I guess, image, body image conscious, or, or I mean, or yeah. is there something wrong with saying like, I just want to look good. Like I know I'm going to be healthy in the process, but yeah. I, I really <laughs> right, just want right. to look good, good, look good. Right, <laughs> right, right. No, that's a good question. So I think, and I've had to explain it to my clients, right? I think 
the sweet spot is a little bit of both, right? Mm -hmm. You know, what I always tell my clients is that I failed you if I, if I trained your mindset, but you're still at the same weight, right? There's a way to look good and also, you know, have the right mentality, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think, I think for a damaged person inside, I think it's wrong for them to say, oh yeah, I just want that six pack or I just want the nice size. Like it's, it's wrong for them to say that if you're, if you're, if you're damaged more inside, right. And that's why in, in my program, um, you know, I was just talking to my client about this the other day, you know, the difference between a personal trainer and a coach. And I told, I told all my clients, I'm like, yo, I'm a coach. I'm not a personal trainer. Yeah. Right. A, a, a personal trainer will change your body. A coach is going to change your life. I'm going to change your life. So it's, it, we're going to have different conversations, right. In terms of, mm-hmm. you know, what your background is, some things you're struggling with. So, because I understand that the way you show up to your workouts, the, how, the, how consistent you are, yeah. how hard you go is a direct result of a lot of other things, right? It, it's a lot of other things. So it's, it's about kind of tackling that 360 model. How can I better all areas of your life? Um, so, I mean, I, listen, I don't have no problem with a client coming to me and saying, yo, like, I want to get the six pack. No problem at all. Like we could, we absolutely going to do that. Yeah. But we're also going to address X, Y, and Z. Because if we don't address those things, then you're never going to get a six pack, or you're never going to get the six pack and keep it. Yeah. Right. So and, that, and that's the goal. So let's 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 just ask this question, image image wise though, because you yeah. know I'm I'm into fitness too, and one of the things that I've noticed and I've heard somebody say, especially for men, quads are the new abs. Is is that true? Is that is that something <laughs> well, that you're seeing? <laughs> um. There, there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. There, there is some truth to that. I think, well, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing, though, because I think, um, you know, we've, we've, we've had so long with guys with, like, huge upper bodies and no upper bodies. Look no like blow pops. Right? So, exactly, <laughs> exactly. 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 So there's a, there's a good there's a good chance. There's a good thing to that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, but, you know, I think stuff like that is always going to change, bro. You know, that's yeah. just by the, you know, by the culture and, like, which is what becomes trendy. Right, you know, I yeah. like calves are really big now too. Mm-hmm. Right, you have some really nice calves, so like things are gonna change. You know, it's just you know based on what the culture is, what the culture wants. That's what's up. So I you you taught yeah. you touched on it just a little bit um earlier, yeah. but what differentiates you and Top Elite Fitness from some of yeah. the other trainers, especially virtual trainers, because. All right, we're seeing an uptick, and now that Rona, big Rona is here, damaging <laughs> right, everything. Right. Um, everybody's going virtual. So like what has right. made you like so special? Like what makes you different? Yeah. So that, that's a, there's a lot of people out there, but what I will say is everybody, everybody has different motives, mm-hmm. right? That's what I'm saying. And I, and I, I, being in the industry, I know a lot of people, right? I know a lot of people in the industry. I know a lot of people who sell these programs. Right. And what I will say is that top elite fitness, um, and I've named the academy the Top Life Academy, and we can kind of get into what what exactly that is. But what I will say is that my goal for the academy is to, when you leave, I literally want you to be able to say, my family will be okay for generations upon generations upon generations because of the skills and the principles that I've learned in this, in this program. Now, if you think about that, that's a big task on me, yeah. right? Yeah. But literally like when you come in the academy like the three pillars are fitness nutrition legacy right a lot of people a lot of people if you look at their three pillars they'll say something like fitness nutrition accountability right which is which is good so accountability is great and that's in the program but there's a reason i put legacy there and it's because i want you to be able 
to literally change the narrative of your family because that's what I'm doing for mine. Yeah. Right. Like, I, especially in, in black households, health problems are high. Right. We, mm-hmm. we don't have the best health information and we didn't grow up the best way when it comes to taking care of our bodies. There's a big thing that needs to be fixed in that community, but it's not only the black community. Right. I, I don't only have African-American clients. Right. Yeah. These, these are the people, people of all races, of all colors struggle with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially, and we get into this when I'm, when I first talked to them before they even joined, a lot of times they're like, yo, Justin, like I, like I have, I have literally like, like my great great grandfather had diabetes and my grandfather had diabetes and my grandma has high blood pressure. I have a lot of people in my family that I just, I, that's just are struggling. Right. And when I hear that, I'm like, like that's it like that's that's your motivation right there mm-hmm. right because because that's what it was for me and that's what it still is for me right it's changing the narrative so yeah it's not what what you, you ask about what, what makes me different what makes me different is that when when you come into my program it's not just about you right it's about how will your future kid look at you because of the things you learn now right and how will you set the example yeah. right and that's why that's why i require so much of my clients that's why i'm so I hold them accountable so much and that's why I'm so attached to the life because I understand how big of a task that is. Right. I understand that I'm fighting for, for somebody that you might not, is not even here on this earth yet. Right. Your yeah. future child, right. Or your future wife or your future husband. Right. I'm fighting for other people that I haven't met yet. Right. But I think, I think that's the goal. And I think if, you know, if I, if people continue to just pass down an acknowledgement, I, I mean, I think that's how we create a better world though, in, in, in every, in every way. So, so with that particular mindset, how do you handle what I like to call your problem children? The one, you know, conflict, Mm -hmm. they they don't want to do it. They, you know what I'm saying? They're bucking up against the system of the program. Like, how do you handle that? Yeah. So I've, I've ran to a couple. Okay. It's not the, it's not the the most fun thing in the world. I would would tell you that. Um, Especially when I was first starting out, it was, it was very, it was very hard to, to, um, how do I put this? It was very hard to care about my clients so much and really be invested in their lives, mm-hmm. but still be okay with the fact that one day they might wake up and be like, yo, I just don't want to work with you anymore. And I, I don't even know, like that may have nothing to do with me. Yeah. Right. But it's like as a coach, there's also a level of detachment you also have to have. Right. And, and I didn't, and I, I couldn't accept that when I first started. Um, but I actually, I have a coach, right? I have, I have a coach and he's like my mentor. And, you know, I think it's important that even coaches have coaches and we can get into that too. But one of the things I I talked to to him about is kind of this, and he kind of helped me understand, like, you have to have this level of detachment because everything is like, it's not always going to be about you. And when they're not committed or, you know, when they're not showing up, when they're not doing their workouts, like there's but so much that you can do. Right. And mm-hmm. that's what that's what mm-hmm. I really had to realize. And that's when that's honestly, that's when I think even my quality of clients started to increase because I started to stay up front like, yo, this is going to be a commitment. Yeah, this is going to be a commitment. And I don't like it doesn't matter how many how much mindset training I give you. I can't do everything for you. Like, I, I will give you the clear blueprint. I will tell you this is a path you need to go down. But ultimately, you have to do the work. Right? Ultimately, yeah. you have to just show up day in day out you have to show up and if you show up i promise you i'm gonna change your life but i can't do anything if, if you're if you're 50 percent there 60 percent there you got to be 100 in right so when i started being more clear about that instead of just being like nice oh i want to take everybody i want to take the whole world mm-hmm. that's when that's when i my quality of clients started to increase and i started to have way better experiences 
with the people I work with. So I really, I really started being a lot more upfront um, yeah. about like what, what this program requires because it's not for everybody. Right. But if, if you're willing to put in the work and if you're willing to, you know, humble yourself and just listen and follow a, a clear plan, a clear strategy that works, then, then we're going to get you there. You said a couple of things that I think were like real gems. One is yeah. that um, every coach needs a coach. And I don't care yeah. how much of a leader you are, whether it's you feel like you were born a leader, you were molded into one. I think we yeah. all do ourselves a disservice if we think just because we've reached a certain level that we too don't need, still don't need mentorship and accountability and coaching because, you know, I've reached a certain level in my life, but I still have my mentors and my coaches and people who Absolutely. I call on. Um, for different things, right? Um, another thing that you said too was that not taking it personal when there's like they might wake up and be like, "This ain't for me" or whatever. And I think the beauty in that, Justin, is knowing, um, and this is for everyone listening, knowing that there's a, a specific group of people who are called to your voice. And you know what I'm saying? And you, and just because you can't inspire or they don't get on your bandwagon does not necessarily diminish or negate what you were called and destined and ordained to do. Um, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that for us who are leading in whatever areas that we're leading in, especially when we're trying to give like inspiration and boost people. Like sometimes it it can be um, discouraging. That's what I'm looking for. When people yeah, aren't yeah. necessarily gravitating to your voice, but I've learned um, along the way that, you know what I'm saying? Oftentimes it's because they may not be called to hear what I'm, what I'm saying, but there's a whole right, group of people. Right here right who who are waiting for who's waiting for me to do what i'm yeah. supposed to be doing to respond yeah. to what i'm supposed to be saying so i think that's just all great stuff so, but talk to me a little yeah. bit more like that like let's dig into that a little bit more about that revelation about yeah. you needing a coach like when yeah. do you call on that person like how has that kept you motivated yeah um i mean you know me having a coach i mean and i, and I i've had a coach i i you know i hired a coach back in april yeah, this is a March or April, right? And it's, I mean, it's changed my life. It's changed my life. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, every coach needs a coach. I mean, that's one of the truest statements that I live by. I mean, even, you know, you don't have to be a rocket science. I mean, the best athletes in the world have a coach. Yeah. Right? Like LeBron James <laughs> has a coach, right? Like, it's like, it's like you have to, you just have to look around you and see the realities of it, right? And I think, um, you know, people, people have really strong egos, right? Which, mm-hmm. which can just, can stir you away from having somebody to mentor you and to humble yourself. Um, but I think if you, if you, if you're talking about the way my coach has, has affected me, yeah, I mean, literally like, and I think, especially, you know, you talk about finding that person. I think the first step is finding somebody who is somewhere where you want to be. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I actually, and I actually, and I actually heard, I heard this. Um, I don't remember where I heard it, but I think it's so important too. Right. At this stage of my career, I'm not gonna have Oprah as my coach, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I, like she's That's real. way ahead, right? Way yeah. ahead, right? I think a coach or a mentor should be somebody that's kind of like just ahead of you, right? Like they're like they're like they're ahead of you, and they're there, but they're still reachable in mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, right? And I think that's what kind of it makes it so that they can still teach you, they can still elevate you, right? But they're also at a point where you could, you know, you can learn from, you can learn from them. Right. It's not it's not like like but they're also very relatable at the same time. Right. So I think I think that's crucial. And like like my coach is a fitness coach. Right. And he's made hundreds of thousands of dollars online. Mm-hmm. But he's close enough so that he can I can I can still reach him. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, I think having that mind. Right. Having 
having being able to pick the brain of somebody who has literally been through what you've been through, who's been through those emotions, who's been through those phases and has made it out. You know, that's I mean, that's where the lessons are, man. That's where the lessons are. I mean, I saw I saw a post the other day um, on Instagram um, of this popular entrepreneur that I follow. Her name is Danish Chanel. But she posted. Um, I think it was it was something like. Like what what takes me 30 minutes to explain to you took me seven years to understand. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you, you know, you pay for you pay for the experience or you pay for the years, not the time. Yeah. Right. And, that, and that's I think that's like that's that's it right there. That's it. Like you're you're paying for years and years and years of experience. Right. That somebody can give you and they can help you not make some mistakes that they may have they may have made that took them an extra two years right right took them an extra three years right so i think that i think that's crucial man coaches are crucial so how do you like specifically motivate or keep people motivated because you know a lot of times i know for me getting started going to the gym is the issue is getting in there and being motivated to actually do it or to actually follow the program um, so right, like, what, right. what are some of the ways, you know, that you can kind of encourage the people who are listening that they can be motivated, like just, just to yeah. do that. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought this up and this is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, just cause you're my brother and it's fine. I'm going to drop some paid knowledge on you. This is, okay. this is what, so I had a, <laughs> I had a, so I do, I do Sunday weekly calls with all my clients. Okay. Calls, everybody comes together. Um, and one of the weeks, it was about three weeks ago. I actually talked about this. I talked about motivation and kind of how to stay motivated. And um, what I what I said was, and this is the same thing I'll say, you know, to your audience is, I think the reason people struggle with motivation is because they they think it should be a permanent state, mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that, they think that, oh, in order for me to work out, I have to be motivated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> in order in order for me to do this great thing i have to be motivated right motivation is is literally nothing but a a mood like it's a mood it's going to come and go yeah yeah right? you're not always going to be motivated right so what I, what i've really taught is having somebody to hold you accountable long enough so that you build the discipline and you build the habits once you build habits and once you build discipline motivation is no longer needed yeah right motivation is, is now just some this like extra thing right it doesn't mm-hmm. matter, Joshua, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. I wake up and I go to the gym and I work out. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't matter if I'm motivated or not. If I'm motivated, <laughs> that just makes it ten times better. Right. But I've 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 worked out for so long and I've built these habits for so long that motivation is, is kind of just like that it's like that extra extra thing. It's not necessary. Right. So I think really it's not really about motivation. I think, you know, especially in this era of like we have like motivational speakers everywhere at every freaking corner of our of our head. Yeah. Um, you know, people are really big on like, yeah, motivation, inspiration, you got to feel good and rah, rah, rah. And it's like, like you, you, motivation is great, but I think there's a, there's a study that says like, yo, motivation literally lasts like 30 seconds. Or like, you got to build the discipline. You mm-hmm. have to. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where it's at. Like, the discipline is what should be focused on. It's not the motivation, right? Because motivation is going to, it's like, it's ebbs and flows, right? But right. you have somebody hold you accountable, which is why you hire a coach, right? which is why my clients hired me because I hold them accountable for months on end to the point that by you time, by the time you get to month four, month five, you've been doing this every single day. You've had somebody holding you accountable every single day. Imagine the person you're going to become, right? You built yeah. the habits now. You built the discipline now to where it's just like second nature, right? Motivation is no longer needed, right? You build the discipline to do it. So I think, you know, understanding that 
you know, just understanding the reality of life and understanding that, yo, you're not always going to be motivated. Like there's going to be bad days. And I think the quicker you accept that in life, the quicker you accept that, yo, I'm going to wake up sometimes and not feel like doing anything. Right, <laughs> right. Part of the journey. Mm-hmm. That's just part of it. I think the quicker you can get over that hurdle. That's 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 real, because um, yeah. even today, yeah. like I was I think I was telling you, I took two days off and I didn't want to yeah. get in there. But it was something about once I got in there and you know what I'm saying? And then when that right song hits, right, you, you build a playlist. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. You, you know what I'm saying? You're in there and you and you started you started thinking beyond your level of fatigue or tiredness. And, yeah, and like yeah. my first workout of the morning, my boys were in, my young sons were in there with me. So I'm like, I love definitely it, can't it. slack right now. You know what I'm saying? Right, Cause they watch right, this. Right. I get tired, they gonna get tired. If I quit, they gonna think exactly. it's okay to quit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. even I think along the way, finding things to keep you motivated. Um, <laughs> because like right now, I'm not going to LA Fitness. I still, you know, I still ain't trusting it. I'm just not back in anybody's yeah. gym. And I built yeah. out this little mini gym in my home. And one of the things that I worried about was like, even when I went to LA Fitness, while I didn't have a workout partner per se there you know you see the familiar faces because i went there at the same time every day and just yeah. like seeing other people killing it is motivation mm-hmm. within itself but now i'm in a yep. place where i have to get like you said i have to make sure that i am disciplined enough to keep reaching the goals to keep going after you know what I'm saying securing my legacy you know in a sort right, as well right so I let's do. talk like let, let's talk real quick about why the name top elite like let's yeah. go into that well like what what was the inspiration behind that yeah, so <laughs> funny story. So mm-hmm. my first name was supposed to be Top Fitness. That was okay. my first name was supposed to be. Um, you know, it sounds good with the tongue. I was like, I'm doing this. I ended up finding out that that was trademarked already. Okay. <laughs> so I had to. So I had to pick another name. I, I I promise you, man. Like I remember this day like it was yesterday when I was just trying to figure out names, and um, I'm I'm talking about like name generators. I'm going through everything because I'm I'm realizing, yo, like everything is taken right mm-hmm. everything is taken so um i remember i said top elite and like it kind of just flowed well yeah it flowed well and what i did was and i think anybody you know if you have you know entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs listen to that, i think anybody should do this it's kind of worked backwards right so a lot of people when they want to start a business like they like they think like the first thing they think of is the name mm-hmm. right i kind of worked backwards meaning i I started looking at, okay, what do I want to do? What is my mission for the company? And then the name will kind of form from that. Yeah. Right. So, you know, obviously I knew I was starting this coaching. I knew I was going to be coaching people. So I said, okay, I want people to reach the, reach the top. I want them to get to the top. I want them to be their best selves. Yeah. Right. So I want, want people to reach the top. But not only reach the top, I want them to reach the top and be the best. Yeah. Right. And, and then if you you know if you look up elite, right? You know you, you talk about elite athletes, right? These are literally mm-hmm. the best at their craft, right? The best at what they do. Right. Yeah. So that's how this form, this name, top elite form, right? It's okay. I want you to reach the top of life. I want you to literally, you know, reach the top of your health, reach the top of your mindset. But when you reach the top at anything, I want you to be mm-hmm. the best there, and I want you to stay there. Right. And the only reason, only way you stay there is if you continue to be elite. Right. So that, that's one of the things I used to say when I first started is like anytime I would, anytime any email signature, I would say continue to be elite, continue to be elite. Because if you're trying to be the best in anything, like that should be your ultimate goal, right? Is being mm-hmm. elite. So that's kind of how I formed the name. And that's how Top Elite came into, into formation is just really working backwards, right? Really seeing, okay, this is the business I'm starting. This is what I'm doing. Okay. What do I want people to get out of this program? 
Right? Okay. Like, what do I what do I want them to take from it? Right. And it's it's the same way. Um, you know, my company as a whole is called Top Elite Fitness, but my academy is called Top Life Academy. Top Life Academy. And Top Life is the term that I came up with um a little a little right after I kind of started the 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 company. But this this was also more so okay, like what do I want people to take out of it? Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I thought of this like name, okay, top life, top life, and I defined it, right? So a top life is a life focused on health or driven by legacy, right? Meaning that obviously yeah. you're getting in shape and you're doing all these things, but you're not just doing it for you. So that's how I also kind of formed that name as well under Top Elite Fitness, right? So I kind of, I worked backwards with everything. And I think that kind of helped me along the way as I, as I was forming the names for it. That's what's up. So... So what advice would you give some young yeah. aspiring entrepreneur? Oh man. Um, that's a lot. Cause I'm still a young aspiring. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still working. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I know I can definitely say up until this point, man, I've learned a lot. And yeah. I was talking to one of, um, one of Fabros too, actually. Um, I was talking to him about this and I think just really, Number one, right? Be of service, right? Yeah. If you if you are not leading from service, or you if if you are not starting a business from a place of service, you want to serve people. Mm-hmm. Then stop right now, right? Stop right now, um, because you're going in the wrong direction, right? And we live in we live in this very money hungry culture, especially with, you know, it's make money from anywhere, and it's it's just like it's a different world right now. So people are very focused on the dollar, and I just think I just think if you really want to go through this entrepreneurship stuff, like money it can't be only motivation right you will give up if money is your only motivation right but if, if you are from a place of service then it's going to push you to keep going um so that's number one i guess i give like three things um number two is don't be afraid to take risk man i mean that's part of that's part of the game right, right? i mean my you know to hire my coach back in april i mean it cost me thousands of dollars man i don't have thousands of dollars right but <laughs> yeah um but I, but I made it happen, but I made it happen. And it's one of the best decisions I made up until this point. I mean, it's, it's the reason why I've been so successful even so early in business, um, because I understood very early in my entrepreneurial mm-hmm. journey, the importance of investing in yourself, right. And the yeah. importance of, um, you know, putting your money where your mouth is pretty much. So I would definitely say, don't be afraid to take risk. I mean, if you want to be an entrepreneur, it's part of the game, it's part of the yeah. game. Um, and, and, and number three, and this is, this is really important. Um, and I'm glad you asked this question because I'm glad I, I really want to bring this up. Um, go, kind of going off of what I said before, we live in a very different world, man, where people, you know, because of the access to everything and because of how easy it is to start a business nowadays, there are a lot of people who became entrepreneurs that probably shouldn't have became entrepreneurs. Yeah, right? that's real. So what I, what I would, what I would want to say to anybody who like aspires to do it, I mean, really be sure about what your calling is. Right. And I was I was hearing some I was hearing somebody else talk about this, but your calling or like what God put you here to do might not be for you to be an entrepreneur. It might be for you to be some entrepreneur's right hand man or right hand woman. Right? Or mm-hmm. it might it might be for you to serve another company and help them elevate, right? Yeah. But I feel like I feel like a lot of people, right, it's all about, oh no, I, I need to be a star of the show. Right. So I need to be head honcho, right? When in reality yeah. that may yeah. not be the position you need to be in, right? Everybody's called, right? Right, there, there's the Jordans of the world, and then the Scottie Pippins. They're both just as necessary, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, and I think, I think people really need to do that self-reflection, that self-assessment of like, who do I need to be in this world? Um, so I would definitely say, man, like, 
if if you are not ready to to live this lifestyle, to do the late nights, to sacrifice the the going out and and this like the still living like the average person, if you're not ready to pretty much sacrifice a lot of things in your life, then entrepreneurship is probably not for you. Yeah. And you just you kind of have to make that decision in the beginning of like, okay, this is what I'm doing, and I'm not giving up until it works. Right? And that's a big decision, but that's the level of commitment that needs to happen. So if you're not ready to have to do that, then don't be an entrepreneur, right? So it's just like entrepreneurship is cool now, so it's dangerous. But I think just mm-hmm. to, to save your time and to make the world a better place, really self-reflect on what you want in this world and then act as such instead of just going into what's trendy or what you think you should do. Yeah, that's that's so real. But um, as you get ready to close out, I might want to ask you this. Yeah. Um, you're young, yeah. right? Ra- yeah. Wrapping up, wrapping up school, starting, a, you know, have a business and all these different types of things. Yeah. How do you balance it all? How do you remain? How does Justin remain social and still, you know what I'm saying? You know, live the life of a young man, and but own yeah. this business and still be about all of his stuff. Like how, what, what does that balancing act look like for you? Yeah, man. I've, I've gotten this question a lot. And yeah. I think the, the the short answer is that you don't man i mean you just, like you just i think <laughs> i think people are really looking for like this work-life balance right you hear that term a lot it's really it's mm-hmm. really popular now more than ever i think um you know like there, there's a study that literally like millennials and gen z like pretty much re- like when, they, when they're looking for a job they would value um flexibility and like work-life balance over pay right we're like we're going into a different world right where people mm-hmm. kind of want this balance now but I think, you know, I have a lot going on and I think, I mean, I just, you, just, you just figured out along the way, right? You figured yeah. out along the way. And I think really what helps me is, you know, number one, my faith, right? So, you know, my, my faith in God and really keeping me grounded, right? Even, even through the long nights and even when it starts to get hard, it keeps me keeping me grounded and keeping me mm-hmm. focused on what's important, right? You know, I have a family, I'm in a relationship, right? Those are the things that are really important. And, the one thing I told myself, even starting this journey of entrepreneurship, knowing that there's going to be a lot of sacrifices, but the one thing I told myself is that I'm not going to let the people around me, the people I love, like yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let them forget that I'm still there and that I'm, I still love them, right? Because that, that's that, that's that's still important to me. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no dollar amount that's more important to me, to to me than that, right? So I've, I really had to like like taking taking that what I just said that motivates me to still spend the time with my girlfriend and still give the time to my mother and father, right. To still call my family, even when I probably could have been on a meeting doing something for the business. Right. So yeah. like being grounded in a lot of ways and really keeping me centered on what's really important, right. And what's really important, not the dollar amount. It's not the success of the business. What's really important and man is, is my mental health and my happiness and just the legacy I leave. That's what's really important. Right. And I don't, like I said, I, I just don't, I think, I think, you know, a couple of years ago and people still subscribe to this, right. In terms of entrepreneurship and it also depends on what you're doing. Uh, I think that old model of like, Oh, you can't see your family for three months. And you got to just disappear and be in this one room for like months on then. And you can't do nothing else but work on the business. Man. I just, I, I don't subscribe to that belief, right. I think hard work you know. is necessary. <laughs> right? I think, and no, I understand, I understand what you're saying. Cause I think hard work is necessary in a lot of ways and there are going to be sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe that for longevity purposes, right, for me to be 50 years old and still be going hard, I think it depends on, you know, the habits I have now and 
how happy I am and how I take care of my mental health, man. So, I mean, you act how do I balance it all, bro? It's just there, like I said, it's just figuring it out along the way and just never forgetting what's important. Out yeah. of all things, no matter how big the business gets, no matter how fast it's growing, no matter how busy it's getting, never forgetting what's important. And that's my relationship. That's awesome, man. Cause I, 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 you're absolutely right. I do not subscribe to the, you know, yeah. real, real entrepreneurs don't sleep. Blah, blah, blah. I, I need sleep right. in order to, exactly. in, order, exactly. in order to be energized and to do yeah. what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you know, I have a wife and, and children, even if yeah. I did not, you know, I would still have family and friends and just yeah. needing these. Sometimes you just need the escape you know, to, to have that interaction or to just be by yourself or whatever it is. Right. So I think that's very honest and transparent that you may not have it figured out, but the work-life balance is the fact that you're figuring it out and you're creating spaces and pockets to be able to unplug and to spend time and to still, you know, and make sacrifices when necessary. Right. You may not be able to go to the next frat party because you got a big meeting, but that doesn't mean you're going to miss all of them. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just figuring it out and how you want to do that. Um, But bro, thanks, man for being in the virtual living room. Um, yeah. Before we close out this segment, tell the people how they can follow you or even some ways they can connect and some things you may have going on. Yeah, man. So uh, Top Elite Fit on Instagram, Top Elite Fitness on Facebook. Um, you can follow my personal account at Incredible. Um, the C is a K and then the E at the end of Incredible is a three. Um, you can follow me there. I post pretty much posting daily, just daily, daily gems, right? Daily gems to keep you focused, man. Um, yeah, Twitter as well, Top Elite Fitness. You can find me there as well. Um, but a couple things I got going on, man. I'm, you know, we moving, right? I'm, I'm presenting for a virtual student conference in November. Um, okay. Called the Nas- called the National Conference of Student Leadership. I was actually at that conference uh, about two years ago. Um, and I, I stayed pretty close with with the organizers, and they're actually bringing me back as a speaker now. Now that I have my own business, nice. so I'll be presenting there in the next couple of months, man. Um, got a got a few few announcements coming up that i don't think i'm gonna announce yet um, okay but um yeah i got some apparel coming out as well um for the business that i'm gonna start selling because people started really asking me like yo can i get some shirts can i get some shirts where, where they at um been designing it for a while now so that's coming along as well man but good stuff yeah man just really really trying to expand my outreach really trying to expand my voice man so i can you know get to as many people as possible you know like i said before um my my academy and my coaching program isn't for everybody Right, but I do want to expand as much as I can because, you know, I, I I want to be able to reach the masses, right? Because even if they can't join my program, they can still learn something from me, right? So I still I still want to be able to inspire others and help them inspire others as well, kind of you know, that chain reaction that we talked about, man. So yeah, yeah, that, that's where I'm at, bro. That's where I'm at. That's what's up, man. Yeah. So again, thank you. Um, yeah. and we're gonna get ready to go into our next step. We're gonna keep Justin on for a while. We're gonna talk about some black man self care. Let's do it. Yes, sir. All right, we're here for another moment of I Am My Brother's Keeper. You know, we talk about self-care in this portion. And Justin, man, what do you have going on for self-care for this weekend or this week? Yeah, man, Uh, self-care, man. I would say, so Saturday, um, having a little game night with the family, man. You know, just really trying to detach, right? Trying to detach from the work. It works. It's a lot of work, but, um, you know, like I said, just really, really trying to spend the time with the family. I think, I think that's going to be good, man. Um, and then my daily meditation, I do meditation. I do, you know, gratitude, visualization, all that, all that good mm-hmm. stuff every single morning before I talk to anybody, before I have my phone. All right. So that, that daily dose of that helps keeps me 
keeps me grounded. It keeps me sane. It keeps my mind yeah. right. So that's what's up, man. So um, yeah. for me this week, I'm I'm probably gonna dust off um, my keyboard and yeah. um and see what those chops look like. Uh, <laughs> I know this <laughs> this has been a a time to rediscover hobbies, to learn new ones, and um, my love for music has never left. And I yeah. think I might just kind of rediscover it on in a, in another way. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be real soothing um, if I can get the space to do that, because I know yeah. my boys is going to run up and try to play and <laughs> right. jump. They're going to want to tap a key or two. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. so, <laughs> so as much as possible, I'm going to make that peaceful. Um, nice, but bro. again, bro, thank you for joining. You dropped yeah. some really great nuggets and gems. Yeah. Um, Definitely won't be the last time we'll be talking on this platform. Um, But we're about to get ready to wrap the show up. Um, We're going to do this last segment we call A Greater Conversation. Let's get ready to do it, y'all. Let me talk. Let me talk. So this week on A Greater Conversation, I don't have a whole lot to rant and to rave about. I'm just going to say this. Wash your hands. Wash your tails. Keep your mask on. Use your hand sanitizer, wipe your spaces down, keep your houses clean, stay out of folk face, acknowledge social distancing because COVID-19 is still real and it is still killing people. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to what you may be seeing on TV, contrary to what you see on Instagram, contrary to what the golden fish orange Cheeto is saying in office, do all of the aforementioned things so that we can go back to normal at some point. Okay. People need their money. People need their jobs. People need to be able to get out. People need to be able to see their families. People need to be able to see their loved ones and to communicate with them and to live a life that is really indicative of what we all learned in school at some point, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're missing out on those needs because there are a, there's an entire cohort of fools who do not want to wash their hands, wash their butts, wear their masks, use their sanitizer, and stay their bus at home if at all necessary, okay? Okay, that's all I have because people are peopling and it is not okay. Anyway, all right, that wraps up another episode of A Greater Conversation. We want to thank Justin again for coming through and blessing us in the living room with some gems about health and wellness and even business and entrepreneurship. Shout out to him for that. I want to encourage you all to vote. I told you that as we got closer, I will be on my bandwagon about it. And yeah. Oh, in terms of announcements, I'm sure if you follow the IG page, you saw that one of the changes that's going to happen is not only they were introducing Sunday school. How did y'all like Sunday school? Was it cool? I hope you did. Marcus is coming. Um, Marcus was on there and we had a really great conversation. We got somebody else dope coming this Sunday. So look out for that mini series. But the announcement that I wanted to give you all was the one about a co-host. There will be a permanent guest right here in the virtual living room. I am not exposing who it is yet, but you will find out very soon. And you will probably find out before I announce it on social media. So this time I said that there was a guest coming. And then now, you know, I'm kind of um, confirming that here. But the next time I will confirm that on here and then make the announcement that Thursday morning, probably. All right. I think that's the marketing technique I'm going to give you all. <laughs> so I'm super excited about that level of growth. I'm excited about how the podcast is going to shift and grow and get better and develop. So yeah, I'm excited about that. So as always, you can contact us via email at the jigsaw podcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at the jigsaw podcast. You can follow me personally at i am josh rogers go to my website i am joshrogers.com to pick up merch sign up for the fitness class all that kind of good stuff i got going on and just keep living 
Oh, man, as best as you know how. Don't let this life stress you out. Y'all know how we do it. Live the best way you can by doing what you can while you can. But in the midst of all of that, try not to let your work be undone. I love y'all. See y'all next week. That's a wrap.